Welcome back to the Ways to Flourish podcast, where we discuss how to flourish through our challenges and elevate voices across William & Mary's campus. I'm Lindsay Heck. And I'm Eric Garrison. And today we are joined by the first ever graduate assistant of integrative wellness on the campus of William & Mary, Marion Duquay. Welcome. Hi, everybody. (laughs) So glad to have you here with us today. So tell us a little bit about your program and um, your connection to higher ed here at William & Mary. So I am a second year higher education master's student, and I am, as you mentioned, the first graduate assistant here in Wellness Center as the Integrative Wellness GA. Super excited to see how this um, this year, you know, turns out. And what did you do before this? Because you had another GA ship or something before you were with us. Yes. So last year I was the GA for care support services. Shout out to the Dina Students Office. Love y'all. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> totally good experience. So I'm really excited for you know this experience as well. And this is your second alma mater, I think. Where did you do your undergraduate work? So I did my undergraduate work at, in North Carolina at East Carolina University. Go Pirates! And class of 2019. The spirit is real. And then and you're, you're from North Carolina originally too, right? Yes, I am from yeah. Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, wow. Yes. Fantastic. That's wonderful. And so today we really wanted to focus on higher education, that experience that you have as a graduate assistant and, and get the scoop on occupational wellness. So Mary, um, as our first graduate assistant ever, tell us what is a graduate assistant, because I noticed sometimes in conversations too with undergrads, this is an amazing opportunity that I didn't know existed when I was an undergraduate student. And through conversations with uh, some of our other student staff, our wellness ambassadors who were mm-hmm. with us not too long ago on the podcast, not everybody knows. So what is a graduate assistant? Okay, so, and oftentimes in conversations, you might hear people say GA. So GA being the abbreviation for a graduate assistant. And so a graduate assistant, um, in my words, basically is uh, similar to federal work study, uh, basically, you know, a campus job and being able to work um, within a particular office. And, you know, every office has some, you know, different various tasks and roles. But rather than um, maybe a typical experience from an undergraduate perspective, you're going to be more likely in more of a supervision-like role and being able to kind of be a liaison between undergraduate students and then faculty and staff. I think that's fascinating because so often people hear the word GA and they think it's a teaching assistant. They don't realize that a GA can be all these other, you know, possibilities. So that's, that's wonderful. Yeah. TA is for teacher, teaching assistant and GA is graduate assistant. Yeah. Completely different experience. And mm. um, when we're talking about occupational wellness, we're talking about that sense of personal satisfaction and enrichment that you're getting from your work. Mary, what? And I know it's new. I know it's new. So we haven't really had our, our full swing of typical work day, quote unquote. But in general, what is that typical um, day in the life of a wellness GA shaping up to be like for you? So in my role, I know for, for the most part, I will be working with the wellness ambassadors. And so with that, um, I envision mainly just supervising what the projects and plans that they have ongoing as well as being able to be a supportive role with the wellness 
center as a whole and just seeing, you know, where can we, where can I now fill in the gaps here, you know, especially as we're moving into this new phase of the pandemic and just seeing, okay, how as a campus, you know, where are we at, but then also seeing how can we now better support our students and then also understand, seeing, um, you know, where can we do better? And then also some places that we might want to, you know, back off and revise moving forward. And so far in your experience, what is that, that vision, that shape of what a wellness GA is, is doing to help students? Um, so as a wellness GA, for me, I kind of see myself just, again, I guess, like just being like another employee almost here on, like, you know, being like another employee here on campus, just being open to, um, people, whether it's students, parents, faculty, staff, anyone that has any questions, and just kind of being able to be a liaison. If I can answer questions, then I'm open to answering questions. But at the same time, being able to just see what is what is going on out there, because you know I only know but so much, but everyone else knows other things. So it's like just kind of being like also like an open ear as well. Um, yeah, and I think that's such the great value of being able to work and collaborate with graduate assistants, the value that they bring to the workplace, Absolutely. that perspective um, for us in particular in health and wellness, how are we working with collaborating and serving the graduate student population? Um, and also that mutual benefit where you're developing skill sets, exploring career opportunities, what's available to you, um, getting that real working experience. Um, exploring what it is that's bringing you satisfaction and enrichment in your work. Um, so why do you think that GAs are necessary for our campus? Okay, well, I believe they're necessary because mainly, well, part of it is also um, for, I would say, uh, as a student, again, it's also a major part of financial assistance. So it's definitely very helpful for many people who are also pursuing a higher degree um that you can also have that financial assistance so that you can fulfill your uh, degree and um as far as our actual space on campus i think it's nice just to know that when you have graduate assistance because i feel some people may feel like intimidated maybe if they see someone who is much older but then i guess when you think about your traditional undergraduate students they might feel intimidated that oh, this person might be like, oh, 15 years older than me. I may not be able to ask them any questions mm -hmm. or like some other higher um, administrative um, person on campus. However, like a graduate assistant is like, you know what? Hey, we're, we're here. I'm a student. You're a student. I understand the struggles. I got classes and teachers I do not um, like as much. And um, just being able to kind of have that, you have that kind of like empathy that's there. And so I think that's like a great way, um, kind of how I see that, you know, our necessity being on campus. And as I mentioned earlier, also just kind of being that open ear because we're all in different places and spaces and pursuing different degrees. But, you know, it is we all still have like this. Um, uh, may I say, how do I say we still have this um, value with okay this connection being in um, higher in a higher ed space. So based on that, you mentioned a couple of things. When would a GA be the most useful resource uh, for someone as, as a member of the community? Um, GAs will be the best. Um, like I said, kind of like that supervision role, especially when you have like many um, undergraduates. Um, they're really, I guess, in that they may be very helpful in that way, kind of like a little like a supervision-like role, um, as well as, um, again, a liaison between like even if it's a campus and outside um community partners 
you know, these are maybe people who you might want to be the people who um that you have be in contact with or maybe made those cold calls. You might have mm. <laughs> GAs and those kind of roles. But as well as regarding even undergraduate students, granted, many of us graduate students, we've all had our undergrad experience and coming from all different places and backgrounds. And we all have different experiences. So we can also share our own knowledge and experiences with undergrads and also kind of share like, okay, this is what I do in my role. You may not like what you're doing in your role as an undergrad. However, this is kind of how it is in the graduates. Once you're like kind of moving on and you're furthering your career, you know, kind of getting just broadening your um, horizon, if I may say. Um, so I think that's how they may also be very helpful mm. on campus. And in your undergrad degree, you studied public health. It was kind of a, you put together your own major, right? Okay, so my undergraduate degree is titled University Studies. So over at East Carolina University, basically it, it is a... Um, as you mentioned, I was able to basically put my major together. Ideally, I wanted to go the public health route, but I was like, that's two extra years. And I was like, you know what? We're trying to graduate on time. So we're going to go <laughs> do university studies. And I'm very grateful for that opportunity that they have. And, um, of course, with their guidelines that they have, any a student who decides to go that route can you know, formulate their degree. And so with mine... I was my thematic core. My my focus was on physical health and wellness. So that's kind of my education background over at East Carolina University. And then, what influenced from your undergrad experience to make that decision to come to William and Mary and pursue a master's degree in higher education? Um. So moving past my undergrad experience, I also had the opportunity to. Um, do an internship at Verizon, the corporate office. I have to say it like that because people think I did the retail. I'm like, no, it's the corporate office. Mm. And even in that space, just learning about corporate wellness. So kind of this bringing wellness in the corporate setting. I have I worked basically in the gym, um, long story short. And being able to implement those um, dimensions of wellness, even in the corporate setting, was something that really sparked my interest with the corporate world or wellness in the corporate world. And then with that, my um, experience with AmeriCorps, I had the opportunity to work at the University of Maine Press at Presque Isle. And again, being in that um, university, being at that campus and being able to support the students there really was like, okay, yeah, I really like had the higher ed space. I really also like wellness. So being able to kind of just combine the two was like, okay, yeah, we're going into higher ed and just seeing where this now just takes me <laughs> moving forward. Now, how can like a GA help a student, you know, hold the space where they are, even expand the space where they are? Um, to me, I feel kind of like, as I mentioned before, like we're all coming with our own personal experiences and backgrounds. So it's like what you might see on one campus is not going to be the same on a different campus. And I think that's the beauty about being a graduate assistant is that for the most part, we're all coming from different schools. So what you might see on your alma mater may not well, may not be what you also see on a different campus. So it's like as you're moving forward and you're seeing like, oh, well, this is how they do they do it, but this might be something that they might do to make things better. Or this is how they might be able to say things to kind of make things a bit more inclusive so we're not necessarily, you know, leaving people out. So I think those are like some things that graduate assistants can do. And with your background, that skill set that you've developed, um, how, what are some ways that you or graduate assistants in general can help students build their personal toolkit? 
So for me, uh, being that I am currently studying higher education, I've definitely learned to value um, campus resources. <laughs> that is one thing I would say to any student, whether you are an undergraduate student or a graduate student, especially if you have access to your campus, like, you know, taking classes in person, take whatever resources that they have because they are there. They're there for you. For the most part, you are already paid for it. And so go ahead and take it, use it to your advantage. And so by building your personal toolkit, this could be many things, you know, as students, we're already students, that's our first priority. But in addition to that, we all have personal lives, especially grad students. We have so many different things going on. Some of us may be in the exploratory phase, even post undergrad and just still trying to get our foot in the door and still trying to figure out what it is that we want to do. Some of us got families. Some of us are getting married. Some of us are experiencing loss of a loved one. So we're all experiencing different things. Some of us are much older. Um, and I say the age is very vast in, uh, in the graduate space as well. So even, in, even at that, when it comes to building your toolkit, um, with whatever phase and whatever thing that you're dealing with, just knowing that, hey, maybe there's something on campus that may be able to support me in this space of my life. So, for example, here on campus, utilizing the counseling center. Um, and just even if you may not be feeling supposedly low at the moment, but even if it's just talking to someone and just kind of getting what's off your mind, it's, you know, definitely one step better than where you were before. Mm. Just making sure that you're in the right mindset, kind of how I, that's kind of how I see it. Or going to the um, student health center and utilizing the resources there, you know, it's, it's there for your con personal convenience and um, using the rec if you want to go to go work out, you know, it's, it's there as well. Especially I know many of us are kind of, you know, on this journey to be healthier. There are definitely different um, resources here on campus that we can definitely optimize to our you know, advantage. Um, as we move forward, because definitely after you finish school, yeah, none of that is really free. All that quote unquote free anymore. That's true. So. You know what I'm loving? You just kind of made me think about this. If I were a non-traditionally aged undergraduate, I might feel more comfortable communicating with a GA than mm -hmm. an undergraduate student helper, advisor, whatever, which makes me come up to the next point. How do people reach a GA? So if I were a non-traditional undergrad or a graduate student wanting to, to reach out, how do they reach you or other GAs on campus? So for the most part, many of our us, um, GAs, we're, we're scattered all over campus. We're most likely um, in many offices. Uh, for the, Honestly, we might be the ones, if you call the office, we might be the ones that, that be, be answering the phone. <laughs> um, usually if we're on campus, we have our name tags. So, you know, I don't know if you're really going to get that close to us to read the name tag. But um, we're, we're definitely, we're there. We're around campus. And um, if you really want to know if we're a GA or not, I mean, I guess at that point, you kind of have to ask about our, our title. Um, I think to me personally, we'll definitely be the ones that kind of look different from the traditional undergraduate um, student population, if I may say. But we're, we're on campus. We're somewhere in there. Fantastic. Yeah. One of my favorite things about the graduate assistant experience is just watching these students come in or even professionals who are, like you had mentioned, the non-traditional approach, working their jobs outside, maybe taking a break to have this um, 
higher education experience until they transition to the next step of their careers or transitioning from that student space into their career path. It's just a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. to watch people grow and develop and expand that skill set. And over the course of my time at William & Mary, it's just lovely to watch where people land next as they use this experience as a launching pad. Um, I've just seen so many wonderful opportunities come out of these experiences. Um, and I'm just really excited to have you here, Mary, for our first year ever and excited for us to, first of all, have this year together as the inaugural integrative wellness graduate assistant, but also to see how you grow and develop over the course of the year and where you end up landing at the end of it. Um, so I just think it's a wonderful opportunity. And so if anyone has questions about the graduate assistant experience, where should they go to learn more about that? Well, I would have, well, for me, I would, of course, if you know a graduate student, you may want to, especially if they work on campus, you might just go ahead and ask, hey, are you also a GA or a graduate assistant? Um, And I think that's definitely one way if you just see a random graduate student on campus. Or um, if you are looking at a particular uh, graduate program, you can also contact the graduate program to see if they even have Mm-hmm. Offer G, um, graduate assistantships and kind of just find out more information regarding that. Uh, as I mentioned, like the gra- part of the graduate assistant being a graduate assistant is also that financial um, support as well. And so I think those are some ways you can definitely go about um, just to find out more information about what is a GA or what is a GA, but then also like what positions are even available um, in order to, you know, as a GA. And here are graduate assistants at William and Mary are um, work, working to support student affairs primarily, and across the spectrum of student affairs, there's so many diverse opportunities. Oh my goodness! Absolutely. Um, so I think going back to the occupational well-being, you know, whether building that skill set, exploring what it is that you want to do, um, and ultimately finding that satisfaction in the mm. work that you will be dedicating so much of of your time and your life to. Um, but Mary, thank you so much for being with us today. Glad to be here. <laughs> Fantastic. Lindsay, always a pleasure. Uh, love being here with you, Eric. Well, thank you very much uh, to get into our guest today. I'd also like to thank our sponsor, United Healthcare, for supporting this podcast. Ways to Flourish is produced by Lindsay Heck, Colin Cross, Jenny Helmendaller, Ben Heath, Daria Moody, and myself, Eric Garrison.